Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show. Let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you haven't followed the Strictly Anonymous Podcast on Instagram or Twitter, follow me at Strict Anonymous. I'm at Strict Anonymous on YouTube, at Strict Anonymous on Instagram, Twitter. If you want to be on the show, it is called Strictly Anonymous because everyone's voices are changed. Everyone's names are changed. You could email me from a phony number. Uh, I mean, email. You could call me from a phony number. <laughs> I just want to hear your true story. If you want to be on the show while remaining anonymous, send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show or DM me on Instagram or Twitter. But give me a little information of what you want to talk about so I know whether... It's right. I get a lot of people who want to be on the show now, and I got to kind of like pick and choose the best ones. Uh, so you could do that. I also have a confessions line. You could call that 24-7, leave a naughty confession, something you want to get off your back, or tell me that you want to be on the show and tell me what you want to talk about. You could call that number, 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. Don't text me there. Don't WhatsApp me there. Don't send me pictures there. I don't fucking answer that phone, okay? It is only to take confessions. That number, again, is 347-420-3579. You call there 24-7. But like I said, I do not check that. I'm not texting you back. I don't have conversations with people. It's not going to happen. So just leave your confessions there. Now, it is Black Friday. everybody's shopping like maniacs. I don't know why. I mean, are there really great sales? I don't know. Is that really a true thing? I just always think it's such a bullshit. I do the opposite of what everyone thinks. I'm not shopping today. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm taping this early. It's not Black Friday for me right now, but it's Black Friday for you if you're listening on this the day that this airs, but maybe it's five days later for you too. It's not Black Friday. But anyway, I want to say happy Thanksgiving to everybody. This uh, episode is coming out the day after Thanksgiving. And I just want to say what I give thanks for on this Thanksgiving is all my listeners. Besides my son, my favorite thing in my life is my show. I love what I do. I'm lucky I get to talk and do what I love to do regularly. And that is like my job. Uh, that was like what I always aspired to do. And that's what I'm doing now. And I love my show and I wouldn't have a show if it wasn't for my listeners. So what I'm most grateful for is every single effing person who listens to my show. I love when people email me. I got a you know, I get tons of people emailing me and saying that they love my show or DMing me. And I love when the truck drivers email me or like anyone just tells me like where they listen to my show. Like people sometimes are very specific, like, oh, I listen to you when I'm like driving around and doing this job or, you know, like I said, like a trucker, I listen to you when I, you know, I drive long hauls across country and I listen to your show and it's great. And I fucking love knowing those specific little details. It's so interesting to me. And I just want to give it a shout out to all my truck drivers who email me and say they listen to my show. And I want to tell you that truck drivers are the best effing drivers. Okay. Recently, like maybe six months ago, I was driving on 
the George Washington Bridge, okay? And if you live in the New York City area, you know uh, it's everyone's speeding. It's a high traffic area. I was driving up and I see in front of me on the road like a huge muffler that was in the middle of the road and I was coming up on it going 60 miles an hour and I was going to get stuck on it. Like there was nothing I could do. Everyone's speeding over the bridge. I can't go to the right. To the left is the guardrail. So what the fuck am I going to do? I drove right up on it and my whole fucking car stopped. And the only reason why I wasn't pummeled by the car behind me is because it was a fucking truck driver and they know how to drive. They never ride up your fucking ass because they know if they have to stop, they don't want to crash. Not like all the got people in the cars that are always driving right up on your ass when you're driving. And I was like, oh my God, the only reason why I survived that whole situation, my car was fine. I was able to get out. The trucker got out of his thing. He's like, do you need help? I'm like, no, I took the muffler thing from underneath my car. I pushed it to the side of the road. And uh, But like I said, the only reason why I wasn't tail ended was because truckers know not to ride up somebody's effing ass. They always space themselves out because they are the best drivers. Shout out to all my truckers who listen to my show. Shout out to everybody who listens to my show. Like I said, I wouldn't have a show if it wasn't for you. When people write me and say they love my show, I love people who love my show. Okay. It really is (laughs) the truth. So that's my thanks for Thanksgiving. Of course, like I said, my son is my first love of my life, but my second love of my life is my show and what I do. I love talking to people. I love that you love hearing these conversations because I love having them. Today, I'm not going to give you a conversation because most people aren't going to be listening to this episode. And I, you know, a lot of people like during holiday weeks, uh, either don't post an episode or they do repeats. I would do a repeat, but the problem with my repeats is I've gotten better over time with the way I do my show. Uh, I interrupt less. I'll always interrupt some, but I interrupt a lot less. I say a lot of the same words less. Like I used to say write a lot. I try to edit those out now and stuff. So if I do a repeat, I just feel like they're so bad (laughs) because I'm like interrupting and stuff. So I decided I'm not going to do a repeat this week. What can I do? And I decided to post on here an episode that I posted on my YouTube channel. It's I titled it on YouTube, 13 Questions You're Dying to Ask Women. It's I, I found a list in like Cosmo. It was like questions guys want women want to know about women. And I answered them from my point of my girly point of view, even though I'm not really that girly, but I gave you a woman's opinion on these 13 questions. It did really well on YouTube. It almost has like 200,000 views. So people really liked it. I think it's interesting. I decided to put it out here for this day because it's kind of like a throwaway episode. I don't know if a lot of people are going to listen because it's a holiday week and or, you know, everyone's going to be shopping, hanging out with their family. No one's going to be listening. But I wanted to put something out, so I'm giving you this. It's just me talking, answering some questions. And I'll, and I'll put the uh, questions that I answer in the description. Some of them I don't even answer. I just make up a different question because I thought they were like dumb. And because this one is, was only, it was only like 23 minutes, I decided to add something onto it. And I decided to add on something I taped about the different sex positions. I did a poll on my Patreon, like what's your favorite sex position? Whenever I do polls on my Patreon, I answer the question as well, but I do it like in an audio format. So everyone gave their two cents of what 
their favorite sex positions were. And then I came on and said, this was my favorite sex position. And I went through all of the sex positions. So first you're going to hear me answer 13 questions you're dying to ask a woman. Then you're going to hear my favorite sex position, but mostly you'll hear me talking about all the different types of sex positions and what I think about them. And I thought that that was an interesting episode as well. It's just me talking, but I think you might enjoy it. I figured I'd throw it on top of the 13 questions to make a beefier, longer episode for you to listen to. I hope you enjoy them both. I hope everyone has a great holiday weekend. I hope if you waited online to get into a fucking store that you got what you wanted to buy. I think you're wasting your time and you're crazy, but... (laughs) I hope you got all the stuff that you wanted to at the store. I hope you you had a good time at your family's or if it wasn't a good time, you're happy that you're not there anymore. (laughs) Am I making sense? Anyway, have a great holiday. You'll get a real episode on Sunday. Hope you enjoyed this one. I'm going to be right back on with me. (laughs) This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. So I have a Q&A and I'm going to do something different for this Q&A. What I did was I Googled, like, what are the questions that most men are dying to ask women? And I'm going to answer them for you. Most of you are guys. I'm a woman. If you're a woman on here listening, you are going to want to listen to see if you agree with me. And if you don't, comment in below. Um, but I was like Googling, like, where could I get a list of questions, right? And uh, I found an article on Women's Health, and it's called The 13 Juicy, que- I hate that word, juicy, juicy questions men are dying to ask women. I'm going to post these in the description below, and I'm going to answer them now, okay? The first one is guys want to know how many guys you've slept with. Now, that's not really a question I could answer, right? What's the question? I think the question would be like, should you ask a woman how many guys she slept with? And the answer would be, uh, no. <laughs> I've slept with a lot of guys personally. I don't even know my number. Uh, I couldn't count because, but you know, if you think about my age, I started, I lost my virginity at 15, 16 ish. I'm 52. It's not like I had any long, really long standing relationships. I mean, a year, two years, eight months here, you know. So I was single a lot of the times. I think when me and my friend averaged it out, it was like two or three guys a year, which isn't really a lot. Maybe it is to, maybe it is to some of you. But, you know, I'm a very open person, so I would explain to you people how many guys I've slept with. And I probably, if a guy, my partner, asked me, I'd tell him too. But I think it's not something you should ever ask women because most women will not tell you. Um, but most women's numbers are very low, right? Probably more so low. So, But I don't think it's something you should ask. Um, number two, do men... Do women like abs or arms or or more? Okay, now that's like a dumb question, but it was on this list. And I have to tell you that, uh, you know, we don't really care. What do you mean abs or arms? Like I think gay men really care. Um, you know, I think we take in the whole picture. I think personality uh, goes a long way when it comes to attraction for women. Women aren't as... Uh, physical, like uh, not physical, visual as men. I happen to be actually very visual. And like if I were to have to pick between abs or arms, I'd probably pick arms because you could see them more. I don't know, but I think they typically go together. Like a guy with nice abs has 
good arms, right? I mean, who just works out their abs? Maybe there's some guys that are just sitting home doing sit-ups. But most guys with really hot bodies, they're gym guys. I know those guys because I'm a gym girl. And I always worked out where the guys worked out because I always liked free weights. And I like a guy with a nice body. I do because I'm in shape. And so I think, you know, nice arms and nice abs go together. So I would say they're even Steven and my thing. But I would say that most women... Uh, personality really comes through and we see that a lot. How you dress, we see that kind of stuff a lot when we're looking at a guy, you know? Um, So not sure that most women are looking at abs or arms. I think they're looking at the whole package. Uh, Number three, how frequently do girls masturbate? Now, it depends on the age of the girl. Uh, It depends on how open she is sexually. I have met some girls who have never masturbated. Like, can you fucking believe? I didn't believe it. Okay. But like, seriously, that's what some women have said to me. Not a lot. I think every now and then you meet a woman that never does. Um, and then the other end of the spectrum is someone that maybe will do it all the time. When I was younger, I was always really horny. I masturbated a lot. And you go through phases because women are cyclical, right? We have a cycle. And you get more horny when you get closer to ovulating, right? Because that's like the procreation time where you need to go out and fucking have a baby. So, you know, nature makes you more horny. So I think, you know, on a day where a woman's ovulating or getting close when she's really super horny, she can masturbate two times, three times a day. And she could do that for three days straight. And then maybe she won't jerk off for like a week. And then she could do it every day for a week, you know. But women could do it, could frequently jerk off, masturbate. Um, And then when they get older, okay, I'm older. You go a long time without masturbating. You have to like force yourself to because that use it, don't lose it, or you use it. If you don't use it, you lose it is very true. So women that are older should frequently masturbate too. But, um, you know, when you get older, you have a lot more responsibility and that could, uh, you could forget about it. I think women forget about it. They're just tending to their children and their houses and their careers and all that. And then you forget to pleasure yourself. And it is very important because it keeps you attached to your sexuality and it's healthy. Um, Number four, do girls find it attractive if a guy claims to have a lot of options? You know, if a guy's sitting in front of you claiming to have options, that might be a turnoff to a girl that hates a womanizer. But there is something about, at least for me, I'm just going to tell you from my standpoint, like if I would like liked a guy, right, and uh, I went over to his house and I saw pictures of his ex and if she was really pretty, I hate to say this, but it would make me like him more. He seemed more desirable for me if I saw that hot women desired him. Does that make sense? (laughs) I'm sure you guys feel the same way about a girl, right? Maybe that's just like human nature. But, um, you know, I don't know if that's exactly like a guy claiming to have a lot of options. I know that that plays well into finding a guy to me like more, more attractive. Um, you want to know, yeah, that your guy is wanted, that other women like him, you know, you don't want to, be with the one guy in the room that can't get a girl and no girls looking at now. So yeah, I think it is a tr- more attractive to a woman if she knows that a guy has options. Cause what that means is that she thinks, Oh, that guy's hot. And so then I, I want him, I want to beat all those girls out to get him. Right. So I think it does help, but you don't want to advertise it. I think that that's gross. Like, what are you going to like 
act like you're with tons of women? No, but I think I answered that one. Number five, do I pursue a girl who's canceled on me twice? Absolutely not. Fuck her. Don't fucking call her. Tell her to go fuck herself if she contacts you. No, if she contacts you, you could play the game a little bit. But that's like, listen, a girl who's canceled on you twice is not interested in you. If she's interested in you and she's canceled on you twice, she's playing games. And that's there's nothing more annoying than that. And she's going to continue to play games. Or she's confused or bipolar or borderline. And you're just that's going to be a push-pull, psycho, mind-fuck relationship. So, No. Don't pursue her. Let If she cancels on you, call it a day. Find somebody else. Bye-bye. Okay? Same thing goes for girls. <laughs> don't, don't pursue a guy who's canceled on you twice. No. Um, number six. Do girls actually like dick pics? Not really. No, we don't. You know? Um, I don't even understand dick pics, really. <laughs> I have to tell you. I've gotten them many times. I don't really, uh, to me, it's like a dog that like brings home the dead bird or do cats do that? You know what I'm saying? Like they're just like, like mark it, like leaving it. Like, here you go, master. I don't know what the whole psychology of dick pics is, but it's very, it is a very like Neanderthal man thing to do. Like guys like it, right? There's like, I don't know. Or what, what does a dick pic really mean? Like, hi, I'm horny for you. But I, do girls like it? Not really. Like, are we looking at the dick and being like, oh my God, I want that inside me right now. No, but if you're really, really horny, there have been times where I've been really horny and I have looked at the dick pic and it's like, ooh, it made me like a little horny, right? But that's rare. The majority of the time you get a dick pic, you're like at the gym or you're at a meeting or you're out and about and you're like, okay, and you got to like make up something to say. Um, but, you know, do... Do we actually like it? No. Do we mind it? If you really like a guy or like, I think you should cater to, if you have a guy that likes to send you dick pics, you don't know, go along with it. Send him back a pussy shot. I don't mind. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But I, I, to be completely honest, I don't like them. It doesn't uh, really matter to me. And I, I think that most girls would agree a hundred percent. Number seven, is it okay to wake you up in the middle of the night for a sex session? Uh, yeah, especially I would say a lot of these answers are like, oh, if you're in the beginning of a relationship, yeah, I don't know. I've never been married for 10 years, so maybe that'd be annoying, you know, if it's your fucking husband that you've been fucking all your life and you feel like, no thanks, you know, you got to wake up early in the morning. But when you're dating a guy in the beginning, especially, and you're really horny for them, I always liked it if I woke up to a hard on between my legs. I'd be, I'd be down for it because... If I don't know if you've ever done this, I have like um, having sex when you're like half asleep, it's kind of like, and you kind of wake up to it and you're horny, like, and you've been turned on. It's like drunk sex. There's something added to it because you're kind of like awake, but not, I don't know. It's like having sex like stoned or something. There adds an element to it, that kind of half asleep vibe. So I don't mind it at all. Like I said, if I was with somebody for a really long time and I, you know, maybe, and I had to get up the next morning really early, it might irritate me, but in the dating phase, when you're really into someone, you're really horny for them. And even if that is after 10 years, you're still horny for someone. Why not wake me up, wake somebody up in the middle of the night for sex? I think girls like that if they're really horny for the guy. So I would say, yeah. Uh, number eight, does a wedding ring on a guy stop you from flirting? 
No, it's disappointing if you see a guy. I mean, I don't go to bars anymore, but I'm thinking about what I did or when I went out to business things, you know, when everyone's like congregating and there's the hot guys and girls and everyone's talking and you see this guy and he's cute and you're talking and he's like really nice. And then you somehow catch a glimpse of his ring finger and it's married. You do, you know, get a slight wave of sadness, right? For a second, because you know he's off the table but if he's really cute and you're out and he was, you're having a great conversation with him, uh, you know, you might continue to flirt. Yeah. But you know that, you know, it's not going anywhere. That's me. I like, uh, I'm a, a uh, I'm a, I don't, I'm not a boundary pusher. Uh, some women, you know, might actually flirt more. You know, there is that, that, girl out there that she might like that might be like some sort of challenge um or she's looking for unavailable guys I mean that's like we don't need to get in the head of that girl but I would say the majority of girls it would stop them from you know asking a guy for his number or really hardcore flirting but you know if you have a connection with a guy and you know he's married it might actually be okay to continue flirting because you know it's kind of safe if you know what I'm saying, you know, you're like, okay, he's cute and I was going to go for it. And now that I know he's married and I saw that ring, I could continue to flirt, but I don't have to worry about being rejected or him not calling because it's not going anywhere. So there's like a little safety in that, that you might continue to flirt a little bit. Um, number nine, most sexually excitable spot on your body. You know, listen, I think kissing is really hot. I think it's different for every girl, right? Kissing is really hot. So that would be the lips. But like any part of your body could be an erogenous zone when you're hot for somebody, right? Like there's a spot on the side uh, on my back in between, I would say, like right on my shoulder blade or like whatever. Like and if a guy like goes down on that part of my back, it's like connected to my pussy. Like I could almost orgasm from that. And I think that everybody has these spots all over. You know, I used to do this thing with guys and guys thought it was really crazy, but they, you know, they did it because I asked them, but I would have a guy go down on my armpit. The armpit is a very hot erogenous zone. Think about it. Anywhere where somebody tickles you is going to be fucking hot. Okay. It's going to be excitable if you put a tongue and a mouth to it and a guy that you like <laughs> is like hot. Try to go down on somebody's armpit. Now, the, I've done it to guys too. I would get guys into it. I'd make them do it to me. But you got to make sure that you wipe off the deodorant because it's gross. Deodorant in your mouth is fucking gross. But it actually is very hot. If you haven't tried it, try it with your partner. Have them do it to you. Do it to them. Hold their arms down like you would hold their legs down. Don't let them move and like eat out their arms. <laughs> Sorry if that sounds gross. I'm telling you, it's hot. Your girl will be so into it. I know I was. And the guys were really into it too. Like I said, you could do it to the back of the knee, the inside of the arm. Like wherever you're really uh, uh, ticklish, of course it's going to be hot, right? So that's those are all excitable spots on the body, I think probably for most women. And then your pussy, of course. Someone goes down on most girls, they love that. Uh, that would be considered the clit, right? Uh, number 10, why do women go to the bathroom together? And does anything noteworthy tend to happen in the ladies' room meetings? Uh, we go together because we like to fucking talk. <laughs> and we get to talk all the way to the bathroom while we're in the bathroom, when we're fixing our makeup in the bathroom, and then on our way back from the bathroom. That's just women. We're, we like, we're like dogs. We like to be in packs. 
All right. I don't know. Um, You know, I think it's like we're just gossiping. You know, you're with your friend, you're out and you want to stay with them. But what happens in the bathroom is we talk. We talk about the guy that we just left at the bar. We talk about people. Right. We look at ourselves. We tell each other how we look. We exchange makeup. Like if I want my friend's lipstick or I don't have eyeliner on, she gives it to me from her bag, you know, and that's what we do. We gossip, we fix ourselves up, we give each other, you know, we tell each other how we look and uh, we keep each other company. I think it's just about having that company, you know. Girls like to hang out and talk to each other. This is the way we are. Um, should I tell a girl I'm a virgin or just wing it? Now, I'm assuming this is a question a virgin would ask. I don't know. I mean... You know, at my age, if I met a virgin, I would run the fucking other way. Okay. <laughs> so no 52-year-old versions for me, right? Because I'm not dating 20-year-old guys. But, you know, if you're young and you're a virgin and you met a girl, I think you should be honest. Okay. I don't think you should. I mean, you can wing it, right? But I think, you know, if you're a virgin... uh you know, and you're gonna, you're, I don't know. See, I'm thinking of like an older virgin. I've, I'm not talking to 16 year old, right? I don't want to be talking to 16 year olds. <laughs> I'm talking to older virgins. I think you should be honest about who you are, you know, because maybe you're going to wind up dating this person and you know, it's, the truth's going to come out anyway. So why lie? I lied about my virginity in the beginning and told my guy I wasn't a virgin when I was, and it turned into a whole fucking scene, okay? So I don't like lying. I think it always involves too much fucking work. The truth is always 100% easier. So just put it out there. It's totally fine. As long as you're not a 40-year-old virgin, or what, you know, like too old of a virgin, you might do yourself a favor, fucking wing it. <laughs> like, if I met a guy and he was like 37, he was still a virgin, that would be a big turnoff. It, and it goes back to uh, that other question. What was that question? Uh, do girls find it attractive if a guy has a lot of options? I mean, you know, a guy that's a virgin at 40, like, why is he a virgin? No girl wanted him. Like, you know, that's the kind of stuff that it would tell a girl. And a girl doesn't want a guy that nobody else wants. Right? Um, okay. Number 12. Do girls honestly like the nice guys? Uh, yeah, they do. But I would say that uh, they they start to like the nicer guys when they're older. There's nothing worse than a nice guy in your 20s. I was so fucking mean. <laughs> and maybe girls are different now. I don't know. But I'm just going to say, I was not into nice guys in my 20s. Okay? Not at all. And I would say half of my 30s. I wasn't either, but eventually you grow the fuck up and you get sick of being treated like shit by the bad guys. And I would never at this point in my life date anything other than a nice guy, right? Um, and they're harder to find, but you definitely like the nicer guys as you get older. I think it's uh, nice guys don't get chosen and picked up as much when girls are younger, right? But just hold out because when you're older uh, and when the women are older, they prefer um, nice guys. I just think it has to do with a girl's age. I would never date like the kind of guy I dated in my 20s, right? Nice would be, uh, uh, not nice would be a deal breaker. So yeah, they do like nice guys, but they need to grow up a little bit. Every girl likes a challenge when she's younger. At least I know I did. And I think girls nowadays are a lot more like me than 
when I was younger, like there wasn't as many girls like me now, but I think girls or younger are the way that I was. So I think that younger girls don't really like nice guys, but they went out in the end. That's fucking true because those girls grow up and we need to be treated like shit and go through that stuff and learn our lesson. And then, you know, we marry the nice guy. Uh, number 13, how does a guy politely ask for a blowjob? <laughs> blow well, you know, you, there's definitely no hand involved in pushing the girl's head down. I mean, how does a guy ask for, politely ask for a blowjob? Is that an, uh, a double entendre? I don't know. Like, can you politely ask? Like, is asking polite to begin with? I, you know, it's like weird. Like, you could, you know, it all depends on where you're at in a relationship, right? Like, after you've been with a guy for a long time. Like, I've never had a long-term um relationship right but I've had a long-term booty call relationship and that was really uh, fine I didn't I mean all the guy had to do was ask for a blowjob and that's like it didn't need to be polite just be direct let me know what you want I'll do it for you I don't mind transactional sex like that there you know I have been in my life there have been times where I just want to get off and I just like tell the person and uh, you know there was a great story remember Tommy my um my co-host, I th might have told this story before, but I don't think recently. And uh, he, you know, we were booty calling each other for years at this point. And I remember literally going over his house one day and I just wanted steak. I wanted a nice steak dinner. <laughs> and I went over his house after work and we were supposed to go out to dinner. Now, I had my period at the time and I just wasn't interested in fooling around at all. Um, but he was like, blow me before we go. And I said, okay. So I'm like blowing him and he's like not coming. And so like, I look up and I'm like, excuse me, can you like come already? Cause I'm like starving. I'm like, could you, no, no, this is what I said. I said, can you do me a favor and like think about somebody else? Because like I'm starving and I really want to go to dinner. And he was like, do you actually think I'm thinking about you? <laughs> I'm sorry, but I was like, if I wrote movies, like I'd write that scene into a movie because it is so, it is like perfection. Like what I'm thinking and saying and what he's thinking and saying, I like fucking high five to him. Like that was the funniest shit you ever said because it's true, right? Like I'm like, just fucking calm. I want to go eat, right? That's what the woman's thinking. And the guy's like thinking of Pamela Anderson or whoever it was at the time, right? And I'm like thinking he's thinking like, I don't know. It was just fucking great. So I don't know, you know, if a girl can't take a hit like that, right, and she needs to be politely asked, I don't know, how do you politely ask for a blowjob, like, you know, while you're fooling around, you could be like, oh, can you, like, you know, suck on my cock, I don't know, dirty talk, I don't know that you could politely ask for a blowjob, I think just ask for what you want, you know, and, and, but just try not to push the girl's head down, <laughs> there's nothing ruder, than that, okay? Remember I told you I dated the rude guys, the assholes when I was younger? There was a lot of pushing a girl's head down. You know, like that's the head. That's fucking unpolite. Is that the correct word? That's unpolite. I, can't, I don't know how to politely do it, but I could tell you how to not politely do it. And that is pushing the girl's head down. Don't do that. I'm direct. I like direct things. I think you could always just be direct. If you want a blowjob, ask for a blowjob. I think if you're a girl listening to this, give your guy a blowjob if he just wants a blowjob. Like, who cares? Like, take one for the team. Like, keep him happy. He'll keep you happy. Everyone's happy. You could go for steak. He could think of somebody else. If that happens, too, that's fine, too. Doesn't matter, right, at the end of the day? <laughs> anyway, so those are my 13 uh, questions that I answered. I hope uh, this was fun. It was fun for me. 
Um, so anyway, recently I posted favorite sex position poll. I posted four. Woman on top, doggy style, reverse cowgirl, and missionary. Uh, I am going to tell you the result of everybody voting. Doggy style came in first. Woman on top, cowgirl, position, duh. I don't know why I forgot that name. Came second. Missionary third, reverse cowgirl last. Now that might that one might have not, might have, like shouldn't have maybe been uh, included. <laughs> I'm like bad at grammar. Because I think I should have just put like the basics, right? The top three. But anyway, I included reverse cowgirl. There's so many other types of positions for sure. I'm going to discuss some of them because some of those other ones I tend to like. Now, I'm going to make you wait to the end to find out my fave sex position. But maybe right now I'm going to tell you the pros and cons that I think of each one and why I think some people love it and why some people might not like it. Let's start at number one, doggy style. Now, I believe that this one out because more men voted. I think doggy style is a big top thing for guys, right? <laughs> like it's the top of the mountain. That's what I meant to say. Like top of the mountain for most guys. And I have a friend who told me once that there's something about the behind of a woman, okay? Like that view that you get, the behind, all of that. That has to do like this. That has to do with procreation. It's from caveman times. It's like there's something about the 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 spine and the curvature and the ass that men are attracted to because they are picking up on a woman's ability to carry a baby. Now, I know that sounds far-fetched, but I believe so much in the we are animals thing. So I always love thinking about sex and dating and all that stuff. First, from like the animal place, right? Because we are animals. And uh, a lot of our sexual inclinations come from our animal instincts, our desire and need to procreate. It's not like a desire, it's a need, right? Like that's what we're here for. <laughs> so men have this visual attraction to an ass, a big butt, I think, because that butt's gonna tell them whether that woman that's carrying that butt is gonna be able to carry their fucking baby, okay? <laughs> like I said, I know it sounds like a stretch, but it's not. I think that's why guys, one of the subconscious reasons why guys like doggy style, but I think guys also like doggy style because it's kind of alpha, okay? That's one of the things, right? There's nothing more I'm fucking in charge than just ramming someone from behind. There's nothing more dominant than bending someone over and fucking them from behind, you know, they can't see you, you're in charge, you're in control, you see, but they don't see. There's just so much alpha male energy attached to that. And I get it, for sure. I also think a woman's body and her insides are shaped in certain ways. And I think that when a woman is in doggy style position, 
there is a different feeling to it. And men are attracted more so to that feeling. So that's why I think a lot of times men prefer that. I'm going to tell you a little secret for me. Now, none of you guys have fucked me. I don't think any of the people, well, maybe I do know that some of my exes that I have fucked listen to this podcast. (laughs) So they might wind up finding out something about themselves listening to this because my thing was always this. I did like guys with bigger dicks, like fuller dicks, a little, you know, a little girth. I needed that. I I think I told you on my 500th episode, I don't like skinny dicks. I just don't. <laughs> and, uh, but sometimes you wind up with a guy with something that's not so big or girthy. And for me, whenever I couldn't feel it enough and it wasn't good enough for me, I'd be like, oh, turn me around and fuck me doggy style. Now, I never did that with guys whose dicks were good for me and the right size, but my go-to if a guy wasn't big enough for me and it wasn't my ideal size was like, oh, like, like, fuck me doggy style. And he'd always be excited, but I don't think he really knew why. (laughs) Are other girls like that? Girls who are listening, let me know in the comments below. Because in that position, a guy who was smaller felt really fucking good. And it's not so bad. I mean, it wasn't like a total diss or anything. It actually felt good. And I do sometimes like the doggy style thing because I do like a man to dominate me in the bedroom. But when a guy's dick is really big and I used to like that and I've seen a lot of those, it would actually hurt if he's ramming me too much. And I don't like it. I don't want to feel your dick touching my cervix. And a lot of times, maybe I have a small inside vaginal orifice. Does that make sense? (laughs) Because I, for some of the guys that would try and fuck me behind, I would like feel it and it would like kind of hurt when they would go really hard. So I, well, now you all know that doggy style wasn't my top position, but it would be my number one position to choose if a guy wasn't on the bigger and A, it was because I would feel it more and it would help me come with that guy. B, because I like to get rammed like that. It's kind of fun. It feels good. It's different. Um, But the bigger guys can't do it because it would hurt me. But the smaller guys, totally, yeah, go for it. Fuck the shit out of me in that position. (laughs) Okay. Second place came... Oh, so now listen, what I want to do is like if anybody wants to talk back to this, of course, comment below. If you have other reasons why guys like doggy style. I say it's because it feels different for them and because it's like such a dominant position. Oh, I would say the other reason why doggy style might be a fave for some people is because it's very impersonal. (laughs) And same for girls too. Like sometimes you're fucking a guy you don't really like and you're just like, you don't want to see them and maybe the same thing for them. Like maybe you got a nice ass, they don't really like your face, but they want to fuck you. So they fuck you in the ass. Nobody sees each other. So I think it works sometimes for both the male and the female for that same reason. Like you're just, it's very disconnected, but it still feels good. (laughs) So that's the other reason why I think doggy style sometimes wins out. Let me know in the comments. The second one was woman on top. Now, you know what? I'm going to give you all my insights to all of these. You're going to wind up knowing what I chose just by my comments to these, okay, now let's say women on top. We all know why this is great. I think it's a big one for women because they a lot of women could come that way because the way that a guy's 
dick inside of them is like touching their G spot. It's like the easiest way for a girl, I think, to have a vaginal orgasm as well as a clitoral one because you're rubbing and you could do that movement. You know, some girls are really good at woman on top. And a lot of girls, sometimes it's like the only way they could come. So I think that's one of the big reasons why women like it. I also think that guys really like it because it is the perfect setup for a guy to just like ogle over his girl. I mean, everything is just right in his fucking face, right? I mean, that's what's hot about it. You're right there. He could see your tits, your face, your expressions. You're doing all the work. He could just lay there, right, you guys? Isn't that what you like? All of, all of the above, <laughs> the lazy aspect, the view, it's, uh, it, I was very surprised. I was thinking, I'm not surprised actually that Doggy's Tail was first and this was second. I was going to say I was going to think that this was going to be number one, but no, I know Doggy Style is number one for all the reasons I just said. But I think women on top, if I only pulled women, I think Doggy Style would have been third. And I think a lot of women would have chose Woman on Top and Missionary. They might have been together, I don't know, but I think Woman on Top is a big one for women because, like I said, that she can do the work and make herself come. So that's a take charge girl right there that likes that. Uh, I also think maybe a girl is into that, not just because she gets orgasm that way, but maybe because it's a way of her being in control. It's a dominant position. So like the guy is the dom in the doggy style. I think the woman is more dom and woman on top. She could just like really fuck a guy and take control of the situation. So that's that one woman on top. Now the third one was missionary. Now missionary sounds so vanilla. Okay. (laughs) But I don't think it is. And just so you know, it's the one I voted for. Okay, I'm going to tell you why I don't like women on top. I'm just not good at all that. And I just think I think I think too much. And sometimes I'm like, oh, someone just like staring at my face and I have to like perform more. I might be the lazier one. I don't think that's what it is because I've always been known to be good about it. It's just that I feel like I'm too self-conscious on top for some reason. I don't know. And and. I like, though, I think what it's mostly is I like to be more dominated. I'm a very dom girl in life, obviously. I'm very alpha. I'm all those bad things that you shouldn't be as a girl in my regular life that when it comes to SEX, I want the man to fucking take over. I'm not like a dom in bed. I'm the opposite. Just like most people, we all switch, right? When we get down into the bedroom, we all want to switch off to whatever we are. So the sub wants to take over and be that take charge person. And the dom, whoever that is, the man or the woman, wants to be the sub and just relax. I want to relax when I'm having sex. I'm taking care of fucking business, making shit happen. I'm the guy in every situation in all of my life. When it comes to sex, I just want to lay there and get on top of me and take control. Or fuck me in doggy style if you're not as big. But I like missionary not just because it's like dominant for me, but I like feeling a guy on top of me. It's not so much like romantic because I don't really care about romantic sex. (laughs) 
sounds terrible, but I've had more just hot sex in my life. But I just think it's, there's something about, I don't know if it's being smothered, but I just like a guy on top of me. I like that feeling of like a manly man, man, kind of smothering me. I also like my legs just being pinned down. I like that. I like when a guy goes down on me and he holds my legs apart. So it's the same thing when a guy's on top of you. A missionary style, you kind of are being pinned down. And I like that. I like to be pinned down. I like to be smothered. <laughs> oh, my God. These, I know you guys like this stuff about me because you all loved my 500th episode. So you're getting a little bit more here. And you all deserve it because you totally support my show. And I value you guys like so much. You don't know. You don't know. So I'm giving you all my little specific little information that other people would be really into. But you're getting it here. So I chose missionary because I don't think it's vanilla. I think it gets a bad rap. Like I said, I think some people like it because of its intimacy. You could also kiss. I think kissing is really effing hot. Yeah, and if you like someone, it is even hotter. But even if you don't like someone, I think kissing could be like dirty and hot and really good. So I, if I really like somebody... I want to kiss them at the same time too. And that you could do, you know, missionary style. You can't do it any other way. Now, I have had a booty call, one booty call who I fucked for like seven years. Tommy, remember him? <laughs> He's my co-host. He hasn't listened to the show. So I'm just going to tell you straight up. I never kissed him once. I hated his mouth. I mean, I would have rather ate nails like real nails, like or shoved nails in my eyeballs than kissed him because I just didn't like his mouth. <laughs> I have a thing for mouths. Me and my friends call it the stamp. Like there's a certain mouth that I don't like that I can't kiss. And he had one of those, but he had everything else that was really good. And I fucked him for seven years and he was great. And I never kissed him once. And it was fine. It was like meat and potatoes kind of sex. That's what I always said. It just like got the job done. It was basic, but it was killer. Uh, but then there's other kinds of sex that was really good in my life where it involves everything. It's like a 10-course, five-star meal, you know, that kind of thing. That kind of sex involves kissing. I like that kind of sex. That's up there with, you know, sex without kissing is fine too. And it can be great too because I didn't F him for seven years for no reason. I really liked it. Um, but so that's the reasons why I like missionary. Now, reverse cowgirl was just one I threw in there because I thought of it, but I probably shouldn't have included it because it's not like a basic one. There's so many other ones that we could include. It did get 11% of the votes. So some people like it. I think it's hard. I think there's something physical about this one that most people don't like, I know, and guys, tell me if you're this way. I know that a lot of guys prefer a blowjob being done when the woman is facing the guy as opposed to, you know, if you're sitting on his face and blowing him. Like, there's something about the uh, angle of that, which would be the reverse cowgirl angle, that is different. Things are hitting the dick in a different way. So I'm thinking maybe it doesn't feel as good for the guy because it's kind of like reverse. Does that make sense? <laughs> I don't know. And reverse cowgirl for a girl, I don't know the difference. I don't remember if I've ever done it. Isn't that terrible? <laughs> I don't know that I've done reverse cowgirl ever. I'm sure I've tried it. And 
I think that uh, it lost out because physically it's probably the not the right angle for the woman. Uh, the other angle would be the woman on top would be perfect to hit her G-spot. The reverse cowgirl, no. Now, there are some positions like I really like from behind laying down. Do you know that position? Like you hold your leg up, like for, like spooning, you know, from behind. I always like that. That's like great morning sex position. You know, you don't have to smell their breath if it's not so fresh. <laughs> You don't have to see them. You don't have to think about like maybe you look bad so you don't have to worry about that. Because like I'm the type of person if I wake up in the morning and some guy wants to get on top of me and fuck me, I'm going to be thinking, oh, does like do I look ugly without my makeup? Like what all, you know, is my hair messed up? So just if you're turned that way and you're like spooning and doing, you don't have to think about all that nonsense and it feels good and you could really get in there in that position. And that happens to be one of my favorites, like from the side where the, and the guy is behind uh and then there's like really creative ones like you ever like lay on the floor and then lift your legs up on the side of the bed and have a guy do that I tried that once for fun I think that's when I was smoking pot <laughs> you know when you were young and you had a boyfriend and you just like have sex for like eight hours and just stay in all day long because you had no job and nothing to do and you could just like have sex all the time and try things out. This is like when I did all that kind of stuff. I feel like I tried so many things back then. Probably reverse cowgirl, but I don't remember it. But anyway, that's my analysis and two cents about all the sex positions there. Thanks. Bye. Hey everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly